I realized on Wednesday I was out of wine. This is a terrible situation to be in. Legasp. So I hit Legasp. <laughs> so I go to our BFF, wink, um, found some lovely selections, including the OG Atelier de Sud. But I also got a new one. It's so cute called Le Bobo. And I'm going to show you the label now, which I will also put on Instagram, but it's just so flippin' cute. Uh, that's cute as shit. And actually, continue your tale. I'm going to real time put this in my next box. <laughs> nice. Let me read to you the quote on the back, which is really what sealed the deal. Okay. Le Bobo is inspired by the bohemian spirit of France. Light-bodied with fresh citrus flavors, a glass of this Chardonnay is the perfect accompaniment to your philosophical musings. Has anything described as better, Katie? It is the perfect accompaniment to our philosophical musings. Absolutely love that. They didn't. So then I had to look up Bobo because I was like, I I don't know what this word means. It is apparently a relatively new French term to describe the marriage of bourgeois and bohemian. I love that. That's like shabby chic. That's 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 cottage cottage core. That's who I. that's who I have decided my aesthetic is. This is me. And I need to pair my philosophical musings with something. So I have added it to my box real time. Highly, highly recommend. Oh, and let me finish it. The best thing was, remember last time when I was telling you about how I ordered it and it ended up in Delaware for a couple of yes, days for some yes. reason? Hey, I'm I in Delaware. This, ordered it on Wednesday. It arrived on my doorstep Friday afternoon, and it was so cold outside, I didn't even have to put this in the refrigerator. Ooh. It was just perfect right out the box. Thanks, Wink. Hashtag Aww. not a sponsor yet. One day. All right, let's round out the box. I've got I've got the Bobos. Yep. I've got, uh, <laughs> that's right, that's what, that's what I'm calling it now. I've got a bottle called So This Happened, which is a Zinfandel. Ooh. I'm not a huge Ooh. Zin fan, but... I, the it's label looks name. like it looks like handwritten so it says mm-hmm. so this happened and i'm like okay you got me yeah. um and then i also added a bubbly they suggested for me i got the suggested bubbly as well have the, not the, tried it yet the thinks brute yes okay yes. and so i have uh, one rosé i do need a rosé listeners you too could do have a fun shopping with your friends um there's another oh. Le Bobo. Oh, no, it's the same. Oh. It's the same. It's also vegan. Look at this. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Bohemian, bourgeois, and vegan, at least when it comes to wine. All right, let's see. Okay, I didn't like the tray chic. There is one called Kaz that I haven't tried. Fruity, friendly, crisp. That is actually the words that I would use to describe you. Yeah, fruity, friendly, and crisp. I like and that. And crisp. So how can you go wrong? I don't People like... are like, what's Katie like in person? And I'm like, she's fruity. fruity. Friendly. She's friendly. And she's crisp. Added. All Done. right. All right, listeners. That was a real time putting a wink box together. Uh, hey. I'm going to hit checkout because I have my credits for the month already added. So all I do Love is uh, pay for shipping. Easy peasy. Per- easy peasy. Purchase. So while you're confirming your purchase, let me tell you uh, another quick story from this week that i've been saving for this moment so do you ever lucid dream okay 
yes, but I cannot make myself lucid dream. It's always okay. in the moment I'm discovering like, oh, I just made that happen. Interesting. And so, it's not foolproof. True. So listeners, just for anyone who doesn't know, lucid dreaming is where you realize you're dreaming in the dream and that you can control your dreams and make things happen. So same, I can't make myself do it. I don't intentionally do it, but when, you know, like then it happens and you realize that you can. And everything I've heard about it is kind of like inception. Like you need to have your anchor when it happens. So you can think of like what you can control and what you can't. Some people have said like, oh, if there's ever a phone around, like try to dial your number. You can never make the numbers go right. And that's how you know that you're in a dream and it's not really oh, real. Okay. 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 But my anchor was a little different. So we were in the middle of our podcast like we do okay and we started going through all of our sponsored products <laughs> and that was when i realized <laughs> i was in a dream <laughs> because we don't have any sponsors <laughs> but and i especially hit hard because whatever product it was i think it was like a, something this like an Invisalign type product that they oh, like, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard those. Right? And I remember saying something and how it was like a $2,000 value, but like with our coupon code. And I was like, wait, this this is not, <laughs> not tracking whatsoever. <laughs> we were having a grand old time though. I mean. So what are you drinking? That uh, grand old time tracks. That would not prove to you that that was a dream or not because that tracks. I am drinking also a hashtag wink wine, although I, I can tell you, listeners, I don't super, super enjoy this one. It's not bad. It's just not my Atelier de Sud hearts, 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 hearts. It is called De Classe. It is just, it's a blend. Um, as MM said when I held it up to the screen, um, it's almost the color of water. It looks like you're drinking a glass of fancy water in a fancy um, glass for fancies. It's just a little too, like, maybe too much zingy citrus at the end. So, it's again, definitely not bad. Just not my Atelier de Sud Chardonnay that I love so dearly. I mean, I, I like zingy citrus. I don't know. Maybe I should give it a try. And we have a podcast. And, uh, oh, uh, right, 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 right. I'm M.M. And I'm Katie. And we are Bicoastal Besties bonding over wine. And mysteries. And this is... The Wine Times Mysteries Podcast, where we are currently delving into the mysteries of uh, how you get a writing job for TV in the 90s. Uh, and beyond apparently, belief, fact apparently or fiction. Apparently you had to be breathing. <laughs> have a pulse. And... Uh, be able to put a few words down on the page. And that's about... Yeah. have a loose sense of the definition of the word theme. <laughs> Let me tell you, they don't even try to have a theme. <laughs> so I had a whole section in my notes ready for theme, and I was like, apparently there is none. No theme. Um, no so theme. Listeners play along at home. Uh, today, MM is going to be giving the stories, and I will be guessing. Uh, I came out hot out of the gate, my first guessing episode hot. with four hot. out of five, and then choked uh, and went one hey. for five hey, last that's time. That's not choking. That's trying your best. Okay? That is, we should all try our best. I was doing my best for that day, and that's all we could ask for, honestly. As Frakes tells us, sometimes it's just hard to disassociate 
uh, what we see in the world and reality and truth and where does it all begin? It's hard to tell. So let me tell you before we get started. Because you mentioned it last time, I did pay special attention to the disclaimers okay. before the show. This one just has uh, violence and foul language. I want to know what they define as foul language, right? Because, um, you know, people define it differently. Uh, for example, my lovely parents had a very loose definition where when I was growing up, I could say hell. They did not care. I didn't have to do an H-E double hockey stick situation. I could say things sucked. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That's and a big I, one. I, well, I didn't understand that it was a bad word because we never treated it as a bad word in my home. So I just said things sucked all the time. And I remember once I was over at a friend's house and I said something sucked and her her mom thought it was her saying it and proceeded to yell at her for a solid, solid five minutes. And Ooh. did I speak up? No, I didn't. No. Um, this is an interesting contrast to me who... At church every Sunday, whenever the hymns had the word hell in it, I was afraid to sing it along with the hymn. I would go, I mean, we could say but because that is a, but we couldn't say ass, even though that is also a body part. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Your ass is also a body part? Yeah. I mean, because they were, you know, they were very much a, you, you give body parts their name. So they didn't right. want us saying like pee pee and wee wee or whatever. Um, I don't know why I went with two wow. dong references there. But um, <laughs> anyway, my point is, what is foul language in the terms of UPN in the 90s? I don't know. <laughs> two, that's the title of this episode. Two dong references. <laughs> There's no references to genitalia of any at all, of any kind. That's, and so when you ask your Amazon spy device to play this episode, she will say, playing the latest episode of the Wine Times Mysteries. 18. Two dong references. You said babies and weeks. I don't know if I could get together now. <laughs> Um, my lovely, lovely friend Erin that everyone should follow on social media. She is a blogger at erinsinsidejob.com and she's Erin's Inside Job on Instagram. She's lovely and she has uh, a brand new baby and two total children. She was saying that um, she read in a mommy group someone calling boys peeing, firing their water gun. I object so hard. I object. I ob. <laughs> and I'm like, that is definitely going to result in someone peeing on someone in attack at some point. Just oh. use the word that you okay. mean. <laughs> We're just moving on. Sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to keep it together. I'm never going to okay. make I'm never going to make it through. Katie's boobs, topic. boobs, boobs. Let's go. <laughs> Story number one. Oh, wait, wait. Overarching theme, even though there isn't one. Freaks fit. Let's do Freaks it. Freaks fit. Black suit with a black button down, which I believe was the same as last time, wasn't it? Last time was the gray and black stripes. Oh, this was just black and black. He was trying Ooh. to, uh, he was trying to be, shit, I'm bad with names anyways. And now I'm just like Johnny Cash. Oh, I remember someone's name. Thank God. Johnny Cash, man in black. Okay. Now, 
the prop, the opening prop, not for the first story, but just overall opening prop, of course, was a canvas on an easel because, you know. Is this a profile of a couple about to kiss or a candle lighting the darkness? Oh, I know that one. You know that one. Again, I have no idea what this has to do with anything. It literally doesn't, except he goes into his usual spiel about how we can't believe our eyes. Change and in perception, et cetera. Yes, yes. Blah, blah, blah. Listeners, um, one, happy Valentine's Day. That's when we're happy recording this. Happy Valentine's Day. This will be coming out about two weeks after Valentine's Day. Um, but also, we are recording much later in the day, so we are actively drinking the mm-hmm. wine that usually mm-hmm. we have drank the night before watching our episodes. So we're a little we're gonna be a little loosey goosey as the episode goes on. That's right. So unlike Katie though, I did not think I had enough to actually bring the bottle to my recording space. Like that's that okay. Fully, like that fully work. <laughs> that's okay though, because I'm gonna be doing a lot of talking. So here okay. we go. Story Are you ready for story number one? Ready. It is called Bright Light. And this freak says, Is there anything more disturbing than someone behind you? With bright lights. Sometimes oh, the reason. Oh, like high beams. Yeah. Okay. What were you thinking? Well, there's like someone behind me with a flashlight, like walking in. Like, well, just like, like someone physically behind me rather than in a car. But yes, in a car, high beams are quite creepy. Yeah. Sometimes there's there for safety, but other times the reason is more ominous. And of course, his prop is a magnifying glass. And there's a there's a, another PA offset that has like a light. And he's clearly like shining okay. it back on you, right? And I'm like... Well, that's just a jerk move right there, because now I'm, like, pissy for this story, because he just shown really bright light in my face. Okay. The the story starts with a woman talking to herself, and you can hear she's in her head talking. She's narrating the story. She's sitting at a table in what looks to be something between a diner and a bar, um, because it's really late at night. She's sitting in a booth. She's drinking coffee. She's got a map spread out in front of her, because, again, this is the late 90s. I guess she could have technically maybe map quested it at that point, but we're, we're not. We're not. She's got the map, and she's, like, talking to herself. She's like, how did I get here? I was just trying to visit my sick grandmother, and here I am trying to find my way. As she's sitting there, the waitress comes and refills her coffee. The waitress is supposed to be dressed like a cowgirl. Like, all, all the wait staff are kind of dressed like cowboys and cowgirls. In the same way that, like, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders are dressed like cowboys and cowgirls. Like, almost Hooters-ish cowgirls. Uh Uh-huh. It's odd. It's really odd. But as she's at this diner table drinking her coffee and, like, oh, looking at the map, how did I get here? Um, There's also, like, some pool tables further over, which is where the bar-ish kind of look comes from. And there's a bunch of dudes, rough-ish looking dudes, but, like, rough-ish in, like, a country... Kind okay. of a way, like, maybe they haven't bathed in a couple of days. Like, they've been out working in the fields. And one of them's kind of a big dude, and the other one's, like, an older guy. And they're all wearing, like, flannels, like, and they're talking to each other. And she's talking to herself. And she's like, oh, here come the looks. Here come the, oh, now, great. Now, one of them's coming over, and it pans back over to the guys. And the younger, bigger guy is talking to the older guy. And he's like, here, you, you hold my jacket. I'm going to show you how it's done, Grandpa. And in her head, she's like, uh, uh. Why would these men just leave me alone? And I'm like, first of all, you don't know. Second of all, get over yourself. Third, she looks a lot like Monica Geller early Friends days with like the shortish brown uh-huh. hair haircut. 
So he comes over. It's like, and he's well, like, like, well, one, you do know that my thought, immediate thought is, why are men? But like, lady, it's wait, true. Why wait, are men? But like, wait till they bother you before you like get shitty about it. And he's talking to her, and he sits down. And he's like, I'd really like to buy you. My name's Gunner. I'd really like to buy you a cup of coffee. And she's like, well. It's very nice of you to offer, but I've already had three cups and I really must be getting back on the road. And he's like, oh, okay, I understand. Like, he's being very polite about it. It's not like and boobs, boobs, boobs. Like, And so she she gets, stands up and she reaches for her bill to go pay. And he says, oh, I'll get that. And she's like, oh, thank you very much. And she's walks out to her car. And then while she's walking to her car, which is a very small parking lot, there's like a pickup. And her car parked in this parking lot. And she's like, just walk slowly. You don't want to call attention to yourself. Next time, I'm definitely going to stop at a safer place. And like, lady, nothing about this place looks shady. I don't. So she gets in the car. She, she starts it up. And she's talking to herself. She's like, I'm just so paranoid. I just feel like I'm being followed. And so she pulls out of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. She's going down the road. And then there's a giant pickup behind her with its high beams on. And it's following her. And in her head, she's talking to herself again, like she does. She goes, I bet it's that creep from the bar. And of course, the pickup truck keeps getting he closer to her. He wasn't a creep. He paid for your bill. And he was perfectly polite. So he was not a creep. And he like, just wasn't. You know, I think most people are creeps. I assume yes. creep until proven uncreep. So I am the most person that's going to be on her side. And I'm like, lady, come on. He he, he he wasn't putting the moves on. Like, he asked to buy her a cup of coffee. She said no. He's like, okay, I'll just pick up your tab. Like, it was fine. He keep the, the truck keeps, like, getting very close and honking and the lights are shining and swerving and she's swerving and and I can't tell if it's actually bumping up against the back of her car or if they just keep swerving because they're kind of on country-ish roads. And she's like, what are you, crazy? And then she's like, that's it. So she reaches over and she grabs her car phone. And it's got, like, you know it's not a cell phone, it's a car phone. It's got, like, the curly cord mm-hmm. thing on it. So she, like, flips it open, which is this whole thing. And she's trying to call. She's like, she's like, oh, there's no signal. And my thought is, kill surprise. It's 1998. <laughs> and you're in the middle of the country. Like, you had to, like, open the antenna like this. What kind of signal were you anticipating? Um, she tries again. She finally gets through. And she's talking to someone. She's like, help, help, hello, yes. I'm, I'm going south on generic names is like old river road just past miller's junction yes hello hello and of course she loses the signal because 1998 then then she hits like a bump or something and she accidentally drops the phone so then she's like reaching down i swear to god if does she does she get in a crash because she was reaching down and not looking just like our lady that hit the boulder and like then went frolicking with the demon kids Okay, there are no demon children, I can tell you that. Okay, but she she does, that. like, re- lean down to reach for the phone. And when she does that, she skids the car, and she's just starting to freak out. And then Gunner gets out of the truck. And he's, again, he is a huge truck. He's a huge dude. And steps out in front of the lights. Can And then he can grabs. I, can I do something really quickly? Yeah. Yeah. I have a piece of paper here. Okay. I'm going to write something down. Predicting the end of this. <laughs> you're you're going to Johnny Carson it. I'm going to Johnny Carson it. Um, so it's not going to be worth it if I'm wrong. But if, if, if I'm right, it's going to be awesome. All okay. right. So I've okay. written down my prediction. Just a okay. quick couple of words. Sure. Go. Sure, sure, sure. 
Gunner steps out of the very large pickup truck and all the lights are shining behind him. So it's kind of hard to see his face, but you know it's him because he's huge and he's wearing the exact same thing that he was just wearing. And they're, only, they're, really, they're, they're only hiring but so many actors. Or so many. Um, now, the really scary thing is then he pulls out a giant shotgun out of his car and does the, you know, he blows the shotgun, right? That noise. Yep. And so it's like, oh, shit's getting real. And he starts yelling at her. He's like, lady, get out of the car. Get out of the car now. And she's like, okay, I'm just in her head. Yeah, like right. her voice is very wobbly in her head. I'm just going to do what he says right now. And she gets out of the car and he's like, lady, lady. He comes right up to her with the shotgun in her face. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, no, you, you get out of the back car. Right now, hands up nice and slow, and you drop that knife. And, of course, there was a man from the parking lot that had been in the car the whole time. There's someone in her car, Yes, what I wrote Of course, down. there was someone. Yes, and you were right. There was someone in her car. But the best part is the ending. So the guy gets out. She's all, oh, the gasp. You know, there was someone in the back of my car. Um, Gunner kicks his ass. Yeah. He just kicks his ass. And then the police were pulling up because, you know, enough of her call had gotten through and they found okay, her. Okay, okay. Um, and, and then after Gunner kicks his ass, he's like, I saw that creep in the back seat and I had to keep him from attacking you. And then he turns around and looks at the lady and he goes, maybe now we can have that cup of coffee, huh? And she does this, and he puts his arm around her and she like melts into him. And she's like, <laughs> she like nuzzles him. She's like, hmm. I thought you were in a total scene. asshole the whole time, yeah, but you know. Scene. She's like, that's my man. <laughs> it was the funniest girl, thing. Girl, get your man. Um, get your man. So, so then Franks comes on and he says, <laughs> the man we perceive to be a villain is really a hero. In his bright light, a beacon of protection. Listeners, to be clear, uh, my Johnny Carsoning was correct. Um, mm-hmm. I was holding up my post-it to MM. Um that bright light was a beacon. So I'm going back and forth on whether or not to say mm-hmm. this is true or false. Because mm-hmm. um, do you remember those um, those scary stories to tell in the dark books? 100%. This story's in there. So I don't know if it's just like a full-on urban legend or if it's like that means they're basing it on – like it's all based on like some real nugget back in the day. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this well, is let me tell you- for sure a story in one of those books. Well, let me tell you what Jonathan Frakes has to say about that. Okay. Does this seem false? Or is your judgment blinded by the truth? Oh my god. Let that sink in for a minute. Mm-hmm. Let that mm-hmm. truth bomb. Um, yeah, Breaks man. Breaks is all um, about the truth bomb. I feel like... Because literally, I mean, I remember this... Okay. My BFF Steph and I uh, would read these books on the school bus going to like fourth grade. There, it, literally, I think it's the first book. There's a story called High Beams, and it's this story. Um, that's it's weird that I'm very. Oh my God. <laughs> it's weird that very specifically I know that it's called High Beams, but um, there's a few that I very specifically remember. Um, if Steph is listening, she has mentioned that she does listen. Hello, Steph. Um, there was one in particular that she would do fully work for um, called Aaron Kelly's Bones, where a skeleton dances, and she would go. On her um, glasses, she would go to, like, do the dancing bone voice uh, sound. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'll go true. Because, like, if it's an okay. urban legend, it's this popular story. 
um, you know, Gunner and our freaky outie lady might not be real, but I feel like <laughs> enough people tell this tale that maybe it comes from something real. I mean, I literally check the, my, the backseat of my car every time I get in it because of the Same. Yeah. Same. Even when I had the girls like really big car seats in the back of the car and I had the Civic. So there's like literally no room for an adult human to be back there. I was That's what check. they want you to think. It's true. Well, that, along with the guy who's going to cut your Achilles heel while he is underneath uh-huh. the car. Uh-huh. They go in pairs, the two of them. Uh-huh. Okay, that was story one. Are you ready to move on to story two, or has your perception been blinded <laughs> by reality? By the light. Story de, if you will, <laughs> has nothing to do with France at all, <laughs> except that I'm drinking wine. It's called Magic Mighty Man. You heard me right. I said Magic Mighty Man. Magic okay. Mighty Men or Man? Singular. Singular man. man. Okay. Singular mans. And the tagline is, a man attacked in a park discovers a magical ability to fight back. So the prop that Frakes is using here is a shopping cart full of stuff. So, um, are there treasures to be discovered in the receptacles of... He's basically talking about bag ladies, which I hate. Which I hate that term of the bag ladies, but yes, that's what he's talking about. Um, is there perhaps an item with a power so great it could do power with evil itself? So, you look skeptical already. I don't A understand. person perhaps experiencing homelessness is going to discover mm-hmm. their Sailor Moon wand in the trash and then fight crime by perhaps. moonlight? <laughs> perhaps, yes, by moonlight, by moonlight. Yeah, fighting evil um, by moonlight. The, the mighty man in the story is we're following a guy whose name is Lenny, and he is out for a jog in the park. Lenny is a middle-aged guy, not a hot 40 like me, but like, <laughs> a little, but you know what I mean, like a rough 40. Lenny's rough 40. a rough 40 with like okay. the 80s aviator glasses, and he is wearing like a windsuit. I wouldn't even say a track suit because that sounds very 80s. He's wearing like, like a 90s wind Like all very suit. anorak, very. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, exactly. And he's out, he's out for a jog in the park, and they say, um, I forget what his very generic job was, they said he has an icy wit but a warm heart, and there is a woman who is, as he said, experiencing homelessness, um, but she apparently is friends with Lenny. Now, let me describe her for you. Do you remember the classic movie Mary Poppins? Yes. Do you remember the lady who feeds the pigeons? This woman was clearly based off of the pigeon feeding woman from Mary Poppins. However, right. Tuppence a bag, she's yes, she's at least forty or fifty years younger. Uh-huh. A little fashionable, like she's a hipster ahead of her time. If you're she's getting wearing, my drift, she's wearing derelict. Yes, she <laughs> is. Thank you. She is wearing. It's so hot right now. <laughs> um. She is, but she's got like a similar hat and then she's got the shopping cart with her stuff in it. And so Lenny stops to talk with her and apparently they're friends and they're always stopping for a chat. He gives her some cash. She's like, Hey, I want to make sure that you're eating something good today. You know, here's some money and where, where are you living now? Apparently she's like, Oh, I'm living over something like I'm living over near the old zoo or the abandoned zoo. And I'm like, what? It comes into place. Straight out of a horror movie or something like Love and Monsters, where you're just walking around an abandoned zoo and then like. It, it comes into play later, 
but it was just the weirdest thing that he said like oh yeah like you know like how every city has that abandoned zoo that people yeah budget cuts man oh so he's like okay cool i'm gonna finish my jog so they say goodbye so he next frame is he's jogging he's by himself and uh these these two neighborhood tough looking types pop out of the park to get him and again (laughs) it's okay to laugh katie let it out (laughs) sorry his neighborhood toughs that's the only words i could come up to describe them okay it's like 90, 90s tough guy where like he's wearing a very nice leather jacket, but he's got like a little bit of a ponytail and um, maybe an, maybe an earring. You know, the other guy had like a beanie on. I was like, so this is <laughs> supposed to mean that like they're the, the toughs, I guess. Um, so he's jog, Lenny's jogging and the two neighborhood 90s toughs see him. And one of them goes, that's a nice jogging suit, but I bet it looked better on me. <laughs> But it'll better on your floor, am I right? Are you oh, hitting on me? I oh no, I'm trying to rob you. I'm trying to rob you. I'm sorry. Really emotions I wasn't aware of until <laughs> right now. And, um, and I'm sorry, there's just no way that they would actually want this job. Like, there's no way that they would actually want this. I mean, this. maybe this and was so- like back in the day when like people used to rob people for their starter jackets. Yeah, Something but like this that. is not even a starter jacket. But like, yeah, so then he's like, "Oh, hey guys, do you need money? Like here, like he voluntarily hands over a, and gives them a bunch of money, and then but they're like, no, 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 like we really want your jacket. And then he's like, not the jacket. So, um, so then, so of course they're stripping his jacket off oh my of him God. against his will, and then they see his watch, and like, oh, that's a nice watch. And I'm like, okay, that makes. Way more more sense sense, than a windbreaker. Okay. And he's like, fine, fine. Like, take the watch. And then... (laughs) And then they're like, okay, well, now we're going to take your pants. (laughs) So they were hitting on him? I was saying that as a joke. And then he starts yelling, not not my pants. For God's sake, not my pants. And then for help, his cries for help are... Help! I'm being pantsed! Help! <laughs> <laughs> no! He yells, I'm being pantsed! Honestly, I'm not running to be a good Samaritan if I hear someone's being pantsed. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, then, and then there's a scene change, and the next thing you see is Lenny. He's stripped down to his boxers. And he's been locked inside an empty cage in the zoo. <laughs> this escalated quickly. Because <laughs> when he was running, there was no zoo. So they, like, took him to this location? I don't know. I don't know. Did they have, like, a knife? Or any I sort did. of weapon for him to, they like, were go tough. along with them? They were tough. They were tough, Katie. Because, like, I get being intimidated. Like, I don't want these people to beat the shit out of me. So, like, here's my watch. But, like, (laughs) come with us to the abandoned zoo. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, and if you'll remember, his friend. (laughs) Yes, Tuppence lives in the zoo. Yes. Tuppence lives in the abandoned zoo. So so he's screaming inside the cage. Boxers. I've been pantsed. Tuppence, help me. So Tuppence comes by with her cart 
and lets him out. And it's like, thank God she's living in the abandoned zoo. And he wasn't just there yelling. And he's like, oh, thank God. I was so cold. They took my clothes. And and so he she gets him out. And he's like, hey, would you happen to have anything in your cart that I can wear? Because I'm so cold. And she's like, oh, I've got all sorts of things in here. And she's like, here, wear this. And he goes, I think I'm going to look silly. And it's not really my color. <laughs> One, is he flirting with Tuppence? Or is he just serious? He's being serious. <laughs> Listeners, I feel like I need to, since we haven't pivoted to video yet, <laughs> MM is crying. There are tears. That's so ridiculous. He's being 100% serious. So Multiple tears. <laughs> so then Tuffin says to give him a life lesson about how it's not important what other people think about you. It's what you think of yourself. And she's like, don't you think that I know what other people must think about me? And I'm like, Tuppence, girl. <laughs> Did they ever give her a name or... <laughs> her name was actually Gloria. <laughs> but I really like Tuppence. <laughs> I thought this was a case of them not giving a woman a name again, but no, no. when it's a nighttime recording. <laughs> Alright, so, so Tuppence gives him a life lesson. Tuppence gives him a life lesson and he puts, he puts on what is apparently a discarded Halloween costume of for a grown man that is for like... A super, a, and it's a superhero? It's a full body leotard with a cape. Why did Tuppence have this? Why does she have anything? I don't know. And it's powder blue and it's got this like, it's like the the cape that I made for Moxie for Halloween, where I stitched on the M on it. Like it's very clearly like a hand stitched like M onto the leotard. Listeners, and so we will very happily provide a picture of Super Moxie. Don't you worry. You don't um, have to guess what this cape on this bunny know. looked like. It was lovely, and we will share that on our Insta. Don't worry about that. So then Gloria is gone and he's just walking back through the park in his Halloween costume leotard onesie of a lovely shade of powder blue. And of course, the Tufts show up again. Are they like carrying his stuff or are they just- No, like- it's, like the st- it's like the wind jacket is just gone. Okay. Um, so they see him and they go, hey, look, it's super jerk. Ooh. Burned him. Gauntlet. <laughs> So he turns around and he goes, that's Mighty Man. And they're like, whatever. And they walk up to him and they go, this time we're taking your underwear too. They were definitely hitting on him. (laughs) So then they're coming for him and his undies. And as they're running at him to grab him, he, he lifts them up like they're mere babies and just tosses them. Across the zoo field, I guess. Uh-huh. And it, they just, the, the camera angle's glorious because it just shows them all of a sudden. It doesn't show him doing it. It shows him like going to reach for them. And then it shows their bodies like up in the air and so, flying. So like 
So like when um, Uncle Phil would throw out DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yes. Yes. Exactly like that. And so then it just shows them the Tufts are lying in a cartoon pile groaning. Obviously. In a field, obviously. Little birds. Yes. <laughs> so he walks up to them and he takes the yellow Walkman that one of the Tufts had. Which may might have been his, so I don't remember him listening to a yellow Walkman, but it, he takes it for, for good measure. I had the, that yellow Walkman, by the way. Like, that yeah, yellow That Walkman. was a sign. That was a sign. So then, tough number one, who was wearing the leather jacket while he's lying there, goes, Oh, and sir, here's your watch back. And, and Lenny goes, Thank you. And he goes, Yeah, you're welcome. And then, Gloria-Tuppence shows up out of nowhere again with her cart, and he turns around and he's like, Gloria, you're right. This suit is my color. So then Freaks comes back. I have written in my notes for the Freaks phrase. So dot, 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 question mark, question mark, <laughs> question mark. Uh, as Freaks says, did the costume give him his strength or did Lenny have his own inner courage the entire time? History is full of examples of this type of thing. Many question marks follow here. And he goes, Joseph in the coat of many colors. And I was like, that's, that's- History. Also, that is not what happened. Yeah, it doesn't give him Actually, super strength. It got his brothers to sell him into slavery, but okay. The final Freaks phrase is, is this story based on reality? No. Or is it stitched together on a thread of lies? <laughs> Everything about this was so ridiculous. Okay, so so far, just in the history of the show as we've been watching my favorite favorite story has been the girl next door with the uh-huh. point 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 foxy face right right and then this one is right underneath it i it mean was, that's high praise so so ridiculous this is this i'm saying this is fiction okay i'm, I'm writing it down here clickety clackety that's me right I mean, the Fiction. first one, the first one could have gone either way because either it's like such an like such a ubiquitous story that it's fake or it's based off of something. So it's real. Um, I'm, I'm saying this mm-hmm. one is fiction because I f- don't think that if he had inner courage, he could then throw them like they were babies. Um, we babies. Somehow we babies. found that unbelievable. Plus an abandoned zoo. Plus an anorak. I just. <sighs> so I'm much. Ju- I just don't have it in me. to. OK. All right. Give that one. A, a I mean, valid reason. Valid reasons. Yeah. So I would always get mad when I watched like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and they would just talk through their answer. I'd be like, motherfucker, just say your answer. But now I get it. I feel the need to like walk (laughs) through my process. Look at my swollen ass finger. (laughs) It's such a sausage. It doesn't look as red as it did yesterday. That is possibly because of the yellow lights of the room. Mm -hmm. It's red very specifically listeners katie's got a rona finger that's not what it is call no you're right it's just a spider bite infection finger yes and i'm going to lose it and be katie four fingers so wouldn't you really be katie nine fingers uh fair um you can no longer be a member of the van buren boys because you can't hold up you don't remember from um seinfeld at one point they're getting in trouble with somebody at a diner and so kramer picks up that he has the salt in his hand and they're like put up your hands so he's still holding the salt shaker but he goes like this 
And because Martin Van Buren was the eighth president. <laughs> Look, I'm going to give you a hot take right now. Seinfeld wasn't good. Uh, I hated that show and I hated everybody on it. Katie sent me a text and was like. Oh, so you guys get you a friend that you send your gross shit to. Yep. Yep. Um, MM is my is is both a mother, Yay. therefore she is used to looking at gross stuff. I assume on her children all the time. So my f- pinky finger is a little bit swollen and it's red in a very like specific like it's in a, in a weird splotchy pattern, but it doesn't hurt. And I was just like, "What the hell?" And she's like, "Do you see any puncture marks?" And honestly, yes, it looks like a tiny little vampire bit my finger, and there's two little dots on it. And she's like, "It's probably a spider bite, my dude." Um, so I, I did send a picture to my actual doctor today, um, and I'm waiting to hear back. Doctor Weed, we know doctor, what she's gonna say. Doctor Weed, we know what she's gonna say. She will probably say, "Here, have the steroid shot, and also some weed." Um, I and since we're talking, we you know we do video so we can see each other and react to each other and give each other faces and such. Um, I'm talking and I have my hand on my face and so like for the the frontmost thing is my sausage pinky with my spider bite and the first thing out of Steph's mouth when I said, "Guess what I got for Valentine's Day?" Because everyone's been saying like Happy Valentine's Day to me and I'm like Happy fake holiday and also I'm single and gonna die alone. Um, I was like, "Guess what I got for Valentine's Day? A fucking spider bite on my finger." Wait, but what did she say? So she said, ha- she said, no, she you said, said. Yeah, she, the first thing she said was, so do you have any powers yet? Oh, nice. Alas, do you? no. Do you? That, we didn't um, talk about that. Unless the powers are uh, binge eating a bunch of pumpkin muffins or yes. having a swollen pinky, I don't have any powers. Look, the venom hasn't worked its way all through your system yet, so just wait. No, it seems okay, pretty located. It, it seems like it it's like, stick, staying with my pinky. Give it like a week. Also, I do really appreciate you saying she's used to seeing gross things on her children and not on herself, even though, you know, I mean, I appreciate that. Human bodies are disgusting. Let's all just say that. They're so gross. And that's why when every doctor's like, oh, no, I don't find that. And I'm like, you're you're lying. (laughs) I mean, a professional liar. Well, I mean, whenever I show anything to a doctor, I'm always like, I just watch to see if they go, they recoil. Because if they don't recoil, they've definitely seen something as gross. I just don't want to be the outlier gross. I would, yeah. If I'm like median gross, that's fine. Look, the words you never want to hear from your doctor are, ooh, I've never seen that before. Or, I'm sure you have your own gross stuff. But you so have gross. super husband who you would show your gross stuff to to be like, what do you think this is? As all I have here is Ollie um, because quarantine <laughs> – and all of my friends in Seattle, except for Steph, are still new enough that while I'm sure they would tell me, hey, if you have gross stuff, you can totally show me. Um, I'm, we're not that at that level yet. You and I, you. however, are beyond that level. You get to yes, see we my are. gross stuff. I, pre- I appreciate that. No. So you see, um, Super Husband shows me his gross stuff. Years ago, <clears throat> Super Husband went with me to one of my checkups at one of my doctors, and it was where they had to put a scope down my nose down into the, it keeps listeners it just goes all the way down your throat take a good old look around there i mean like deep and so but it's fine because they spray like an aerosol thing up your nose and then it you can't i can't feel it but the bad thing was that super husband was in the room in the corner looking like he was a combo between passing out and gonna puke <laughs> and i was like you 
I looked at it and he was like, oh my God. And I was like, you have got to stop. <laughs> he's like, how is that not hurt? Oh my God. And I was like, leave, leave this room now. You will leave. Our loyal listener, Julie. But yeah, she watched my LASIK. So she saw, you know, the flap of wow. my eye be lifted up and the smoke lift, like coming Ugh. off of my eye and everything. Um, I mean, she's I like, say that. And she asked, she asked if she could watch. And I was like, sure, man, whatever, dude. You're, I mean, I you're, say that. You're driving me home. So you can yeah. do whatever you want. I mean, but I do love a good pimple popper. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> but then again, I do like a good chiropractor video. So some people don't like the bone cracking. So, um, anyhow, uh, we are at an hour, and that was two stories. That was two stories. We have three more. <laughs> Look, are you ready for episode number three? Yes. Okay. This is called uh, The Student. The Student. The Student. And Frakes' prop is he's sitting at his desk. And my notes say, boo. Like, that was it. He was sitting at his desk. Okay. Lame. So the the intro is that Vanessa Robinson was just a natural born teacher, but she's getting disillusioned. And lately it just seems like her students have closed minds and it's just paperwork all the time. And she's yeah, not reaching you, Mrs. Robinson. Right? <laughs> God, don't we all feel that way? And so then it switches from Frakes doing the intro to her doing her own inner monologue where she's like, sure, I sure. was a natural teacher since I was young and I always knew I wanted to be a teacher and inspire young minds to greatness but now i'm just a babysitter and it shows her in this class full of what are clearly 30 year olds right <laughs> and she's like the the white late the middle-aged white lady she's a hot 40 but she's 40, definitely okay. a 40 yeah, yeah. um in a, in a teaching a class full of 30 year olds pretending to be teenagers nice. and and she, this is the saddest line i mean lately i've just been wondering what it's like to do something new and exciting like sell real estate or be a travel agent and go to all those exotic places. I was like, wow. Oof. Dream. Dream big. But at the same time, Vanessa, do it. Live your best life. You know what I mean? You know, the the bell rings and she's like, well, everyone bring your tests up. So then they're they're coming up to the front. After the bell rings, they're dropping off their tests. One student just crumples it up into a bowl and throws it at her on his way out. And I was like, that's a dick move. (laughs) It's a statement. I'm y'all, not gonna live to see 18. Y'all, you are you are talking to a um, great obsessed goody two shoes. Um, the idea of not doing one's best on a test and getting the maximum amount of credit um, makes me want to throw up. So <laughs> I cannot put myself in the shoes of these thirty-year-old teenagers because um, grades are life. So all the adults file out of the room. And then she says, well, there's a student, though, that I didn't recognize in the back. And he stands up. You didn't recognize the student? I know. Creepy. I... He is wearing uh, pleated khakis okay, and a salmon-colored button-down that is so tucked in. So he's a ghost? Um, he is Did he die person. 10 years well, ago? Well, we'll find out, Katie. Okay, I'm sorry. We'll I'm find sorry. out. Um, so he turns in his test, and then he disappears. And she's reading in the thin his... air, or like it, like he walks out of the class. She's like, he turns in his paper, and she's like, she reads his name. She's like Rudy Hernandez, and she looks up, and he's gone. So he's oh, okay. And and she's like, but there's no Rudy Hernandez in my class, and she's because he his died essay. ten years ago. Ten years ago, and his essay was just amazing. It was all about how he wanted to be a teacher and helping others is the most important and noble thing you could do in the Stand world. Stand and deliver, etc. Yes. 
Teaching fights ignorance, which breeds hate and poverty. And if you save one student, you save the hate. whole world. Hate leads to the dark side. Yeah. And you're that kind of a teacher, Miss Robinson. Boom, he reappears. And she's like, she's like, <gasps> hello, clutching ghost. her imaginary pearls. And she's like, how did you get in here? So, so she's like, answer me. Are you Rudy Hernandez? And he just keeps like walking towards her with like this look on his like very serious look on her face. And she's like, don't you take another step? And he keeps getting closer. And so she, she, she stands up because like, oh, he's getting this man, this man, this, this, you know, yeah. ethnic man is getting in my white lady space. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh. So she's, so she's taking another step back. And then all of a sudden, pew, 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 there's gunshots everywhere through the classroom. There's bullet holes in the chair, in the desk. It's hitting things. Something catches on fire from those bullets. I don't know quite what on her desk. It's like in the globe. Pew, 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 pew. And she's like, <gasps> and then his face shows it was no accident that he came back because he gives her a little smile and then he disappears again. And then the principal, well, I'm assuming the principal because, you know, he's a man. So man's yeah. got to be in charge over all the little lady brains and another teacher run in. Obviously. And he's like, wow, that's the second drive by this year. You're just lucky that you weren't killed. And she goes, it was all thanks to Rudy Hernandez. Who died 10 years And then ago. the teacher says, that's impossible. Rudy Hernandez is dead. And she's like, no, he was here. I, I have his essay. And she's looking through all the papers and shuffling, shuffling, bullet-strewn papers. But it's gone, too. And then the principal says, Rudy Hernandez was brilliant. He had a full scholarship waiting for him at Princeton but before he could graduate, he was Did he die, die in a drive-by? killed in a drive-by shooting. So then Frank shows up and says, was she visited by the ghost of Rudy? Was it another student using Rudy's name? Why? And if so, where did he go? Is his story based on fact? Or are we telling tales out of school? I did look it up. Dangerous Minds came out in 1995. So it does make sense that they might use this as... Um, Rehash. Some sort of inspiration, and that mm -hmm. our Vanessa, whatever her name is, uh, was meant to be Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, she is no Michelle Pfeiffer because there's only one Michelle Pfeiffer. That's but true. That's true. She's a hot forty. She's a hot forty. Um, going true. Okay, going true. Because we've been spending most our lives living in a gangster's in paradise. A gangster's paradise. Okay, story. Four, are Woo! you ready? The episode is called Scribbles. <laughs> <laughs> An innocent child's drawings reveal a hidden mystery. If this this child better not be getting molested. <laughs> Your mind goes to interesting places. There's no molestation. In, you know, with uh, the, you know, the 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 troll that like that, that, that was attacks not the day man, and then the day man is the fighter the, of the night yeah. man. Yeah, no. Uh, did you see the video of Trump's lawyer saying Philadelphia? Oh my god. <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. So the prop is also again disappointing. It's just a bunch of kids' drawings that are like up on the bookshelf behind Frakes. Is there like a dark presence in one of them that looks like a fucking no. demon or something? No, not even okay. that exciting. Not okay. e There are no satanic children in this episode, and I'm disappointed about it, goddammit. Okay. So his intro is, four-year-old Billy draws a lot of pictures. 
But whatever you do, don't dismiss them as childish squirrels. And what I really learned here is that uh, I couldn't spell scribbles. So. <laughs> okay. Was it with a Z? It, one B. Scribbles. I kept one B. And it was scri- which was maybe scribbles with one B? I don't know. Scribbles, yeah. Scribbles. Um, so the story starts with a man signing a bunch of official looking papers. Two old white men signing a bunch of official looking papers, which I assume to be a will. Um, but no. Earl Potter is taking out a life insurance policy uh, when his wife, Marlene, is pregnant, just in case anything happens to him, which hashtag this is 40. Good idea. You should have actually done it earlier, Earl Potter, because you don't look like a spring chicken, but good on you. Good on you. And Earl Potter and the life insurance agent, I mean, they're broing it up. Yucca, yucca, broing it up, right? And this and this seems like a legit life insurance policy. Yeah, and not, yeah, yeah. I'm immediately yes. going to murder this person. That's right. And so, like, he goes home. So she's fake pregnant. She's rubbing her belly. Yes, yes. She's like, you know, I hate it when you're so morbid. And he's like, well, this is just to take care of you in case anything happens. Hashtag I this is 40. You. Listen to Hashtag MM. Hashtag 40. Get exactly. yourself a life insurance policy. Exactly. Uh, Would have been better if he had a will, too. But okay, at least he's got the life insurance policy. So then, uh, fast Spoiler forward. alert, is he about to die? Yeah, sorry to bring <laughs> that on you. So, fast forward, kids... Not four. He's a, a six if he's a day. But he's sitting at this table. They're having breakfast. It's the very typical 80s mom breakfast where she's made pancakes and eggs and bacon. And there's a giant pitcher of orange juice. And the husband's, she's still in her robe. Kids eating. He's dressed. And the dad's ready for work. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. I got to get out the door. He's That was me nomming everything. Yes, anyway. yes. Um, you know, got to hustle. Got to do this meeting because I want to get that promotion. And she's like, you know, need is you and billy here to be happy we don't need you to have a promotion he's like but money don't forget about money money makes the world go around money 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 college so you know he's gonna die anyways with the money 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 makes the world money 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 so um he's eating up all his pancakes like okay bye (laughs) and then he walks out the front door and he stops on the on the front step and he kind of looks around i was like is he taking a moment to smell the Roses? No, no. He's actually having a heart attack. So he grabs oh, his arm. oh. So it's like he leaves and he just okay. Well, but I he stops he was... for a minute and he kind of looks. He's waiting for his cue, and then he has a heart attack. So Marlene runs out there, holding him in the arm in her arms, and she's like, "Help! Somebody help me!" So then Billy comes out and it pans over to Billy, and Billy's just like, Whoa. "Fast forward." Billy's obviously this is like a week post Billy dying and marlene's already packing up the house because she's gonna go live with her sister her and billy are gonna go live with her sister but she's just like oh i just i just feel so stupid because if i could just find that life insurance policy but i can't find it because i never wanted to talk about this stuff with earl now he's dead i'm broke i have to move in with you like that's really what she's upset about here Mm -hmm. and then billy's just in the corner drawing pictures and she he keeps bringing them over while they're having this very adult conversation he keeps drawing the pictures and she's like go show your aunt you know and so the aunt's looking at the pictures and she's like you know these scribbles they look a lot like shorthand and i was like has anybody actually understood shorthand since like the 40s are there people still doing that then billy comes over with the next picture and she's like look at this this says first village trust in shorthand i know i'm like what what 
And then he so brings what, over another. Is, is the ghost of the dad speaking through shorthand through his tiny son? This is what they would have you perhaps believe. Or this Satan. We don't know how it turns dumb. out. We don't know. It's just, oh, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to go find out. Yeah. So she leaves Billy with the sister. And Marlene takes the information gleaned from what looks like to be shorthand scribbles on Billy's drawings and she goes to first village trust which is a bank in town and she is um talking to the what i thought was the life insurance agent right Mm -hmm. that earl had been meeting with but i guess he's a banker and he is pissed that she is there he is he is he does not want to pay out he is the biggest jerk to her and he's like (sighs) 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 right (laughs) And he goes, well, I guess it does look like your late husband had an account here. And she's like, oh. wait, wait, was he hoping to like just obscure the fact that there I was don't... an account? Like, what was the end game here? What's the plan, Phil? She's a pain. This <laughs> tiny woman and her tiny brain are a pain in his white male ass. Okay, that's what's God going damn. on. Damn. And so he's like, well, I guess it looks like he had a safe deposit box here. And he's like, do you have a key? And she's like, clearly, I don't have a key. So I wasn't even sure if he had the account here. He's like, you have to have somebody come out and drill the lock. I'm like, you don't keep a a spare key? I find that hard to believe, my friend. So they show the locksmith there, who's literally just a dude with an actual drill, like the drill that we have at home, putting the drill into the lock to bust it open. So I don't know why that costs $200. So she opens it up, stacks of cash and a fat life insurance policy. And she pulls it out and she's holding her chest. She goes, Thank you, Earl. Like looking up to the heavens. And meanwhile, Mr. Banker Life Insurance Man just, just looking salty and pissed in the background. In scene. So Frank's uh, Frank's wrap up is was a father's spirit guiding the hands of his child? Could a child communicate in shorthand? <laughs> Could a child communicate symbols of shorthand? Is this story honest, or does your instinct tell you to simply write it off? I know, it's awful. This isn't about taxes, but okay. Fact or fiction. Fact or fucking fiction. <laughs> oh, God, it's so dumb. It is it's incredibly dumb. See, here's the thing. Now is when I start to get into game theory, because I have mm. gone true, false, true. So sure. having a false feels like I can't say, like I'm taking a multiple choice test and I can't have a, the same amount of things in a row. Mm. So I feel like I'm going to say true because the shorthand is just a really dumb. It's uh, a weird thing to put in there. It's a really dumb detail for someone to cut. And I'm like, would these writers come up with shorthand? Story number five. (laughs) It's full of all the things I love. It's called Count Mystery. Like the Count from Sesame Street. Count Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mystery. mm -hmm. The description Uh, is... uh, uh. Ah, yep, yep. uh, uh, there is one missing child. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. <laughs> Oh, no! And an animal with unexplainable powers. An animal. So we're dealing with a Pokemon here. You wish. <laughs> okay. So the prop is a poster, and it's a poster of a horse. And Frank says, horses have long thought to be magical. Have they? Have they? Have they? Have they? We've gambled on them and even worshipped them. Have we? Have we? Have we? Have we? The poster is, see the amazing horse, count mystery. 
That's apparently the name do, of the horse is. Count is that history. like a thing that people used to do? Just go see a horse? Well, for this horse, apparently so. Okay, count mystery. Um. Uh-uh. So so. <laughs> So apparently the intro about this horse that Frakes tells us was that um, he can spell out answers to questions and the Using horse- what? Oh, oh, wait for it. And the horse also possesses psychic powers. Of he's course even, he He's even solved eight crimes. <laughs> A rather specific number of crimes. <laughs> so basically- the horse is gonna is gonna join uh, and make a uh, threesome with the banana cop, the apple cop, and the psychic. And then, like they turn around, horse. they turn around, and like banana cop turns around, turns back, and the horse has eaten the apple cop, and it's like no. He was close to retirement, anyways. One this was his last day job from retirement. He wanted to go out that way, Katie. <laughs> okay, so. There's a boy named Tanner that we're following, and apparently Tanner loses track of time a lot, and also his location when he daydreams. So, today, he's out exploring, which apparently is something he does often after his parents' divorce, which I thought, if there's a child who loses track of time and his location, why is he out alone? Right? Maybe wandering is not the best thing for him. So, then we see the anchor for the six o'clock news and he's talking about how tanner is missing and he's yep. in front of tanner's house yep. and then he's wrapping up his news coverage and he's talking to the um his trusty sidekick <laughs> who looks like the penultimate 90s lesbian chic and she's like the camera her, like she's always got the camera on her shoulder but she's so like she also looks his... like janine garofalo yeah she kind of <laughs> does <laughs> Yeah, now that you mention it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Like, she is the voice of reason in this entire thing. He's always like, he's wrapping up his newscast. And he like they, they're off air. And he goes, it's like, breaks my heart. They just rarely find him alive. I'm like, wow, way to go. He's wow. been missing for like four hours at this point, And you're already like, yeah, it's probably dead. The sidekick chick comes and she's like, remember that horse story that we did a few years ago? The owner claimed that the horse was psychic. And the newscaster's like, that horse was 100 years old then. There's no way that horse is still alive. And she's like, look, we just need to try it, okay? It can't hurt. And I'm like, thank you. Here's so, my suggestion to find your son. A psychic horse. We've tried everything else, Katie. <laughs> we have okay. looked around the house. Our this local is... newscaster has put it on the news. Uh-huh. What else is there to do? And then he picks up his phone. Hey, the horse is still alive. So, you know, if, if you know, if we could arrange it, if you want to see him. And they're like, yay. The horse's owner takes him to see the horse, who does yes. not look like it is a million years old. The horse just looks like a regular horse. Could walk around just fine. So they take him outside uh, his barn area, and they've got... Like a metal fence, and on the metal mm-hmm. fence, they've got all the letters of the alphabet, and they're kind of set up on. Do you remember back when we used to go out to restaurants? Do you remember uh-huh. that? Yeah. Okay, and do you remember how sometimes you'd order and they give you like the little thing and you take it to your table, like the little tripod, like the little A shape, and you take it to your table and they have With something the on it, like on a it. number mm-hmm. or a letter? It's like that, um, so that the horse can come and tip it with its nose. 
when it's trying to spell something out and it'll okay. kind of flop over. Like, do you know why I'm here? And the horse spells out Tanner. They get really excited. And then he's like, do you know where he is? And he spells out alive. And then they get really excited. They're like, yeah, they're like, but where is he? And he spells out W-E-L-L. And that's the point where I said, did they Timmy, rehash Timmy fell down a well? There's rehashing a Lassie episode with a horse instead of a dog? Um, and then they're really excited, like a well. How long does this scene go on? Too long is the answer. <laughs> so the news crew books it out to the Northwest Old Camp with exactly one cop car with it. And the one cop gets out and he's like, this better be for real. I can't believe you dragged me all the way out here. I mean, to be fair, a psychic horse told him to go there. I exactly. get you, Pop. I get a you. But also, there's a, a kid missing, and he's been missing for a while. Days. Maybe Days. have a little pep in your step. He's like, of course. Count Mystery told Count Mystery the horse said. Oh, well, in that case. And so then they pause for a moment to let that sink in. And they <laughs> Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Somebody hit. So then they run. They follow the hips into the to the well. The very dry, very well-constructed well that's on this property. Um, and they pull him out with a harness. They show him pulling him out with a harness. And he's totally fine. And the mom's there. And they're like, yay. After being down there for days, he's not totally covered in fine. his own poop? No. Totally fine. And I'm going <laughs> to say, this kid looks like he's four. This kid I would buy is a solid four. I was like, why are they letting this kid out by himself at all? The one lone police officer goes to the news anchor and he's like, well, who supplied you with the lead? We got to know. And he says, let's just say it's straight from the horse's mouth. No! He did. He did. Okay. So then the Frakes phrase. Okay. That wasn't the Frakes. That wasn't the Frakes phrase. Was this equine psychic and honest retelling? Or is it a horse of a different color? Okay, so what do you think? Okay, look. I know that they don't always go with, like, three of one and two of the other. This seems so stupid and specific. (laughs) So specific. Why would they make up a horse psychic? That's so fucking weird. It is... Uh, I, I gotta say false because like a horse psychic fucking really <laughs> a horse psychic. okay well are you ready to see how you did yeah did i do better than one we'll find out katie Aww. are you ready to separate fact from fiction i have story story number i've sunk one. down in my seat and i'm like trying to hide from <laughs> you can't hide from the truth my fate <laughs> story number one bright light yep katie said true Katie did say true. Jonathan Frake says false. Fuck! I, I mean, okay, look, I did say that it was either going to be true. I mean, yes, I realized the, the options are true or false. But, it was either true or false. But, like, it was either going to be, like, such a ubiquitous urban legend that it wasn't based off of anything. So, I, you know, okay, okay. I wasn't super confident on that one. Okay. Story number two. Yep. Magic Mighty Man with <laughs> now we're that was super moxie not with the magic with the abandoned zoo yeah 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 and and yeah. and tuppence we're coming for your underwear. <laughs> Katie says fiction. She does say fiction. Jonathan Frake says fact. That's bullshit. I don't know what part of that was fact. 
I'm just sinking lower and lower in my chair. <laughs> Story number three. Gangster's Paradise, a.k.a. The Student. Yep. Katie says, true. Jonathan I did? Frakes says, yeah. You okay. Do you want to change it? No, no, I'm good. Katie says, true. Jonathan Frakes says, fiction. <laughs> I hate this episode. I'm sorry. That was clearly they just ripped off of, of Dangerous Minds. That was yeah. it. That's it. Okay. Fine. Story four, scribbles. Uh-huh. Katie says true. Katie did say true. Jonathan Frake says fact. Yeah, you did. You crushed it. Y'all ready for this? Goddamn specific. Dun, 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 well, see, dun. now I feel like horse psychic is also specific enough that it should be true, but I feel like I already gave my answer and I shouldn't. You can change it if you want to. No. Are you sure? Yeah. Look, story number five Count Mystery. Yes. Count Mystery, the psychic horse. You said false. As in, false. there's no way there could be a psychic horse who spells out letters and answers. Yeah, but now I'm like, it's so people. specific, it's probably true, but I don't want to change my answer. Okay. Because Jonathan Frake says, true. this is a fact. Yeah. I don't know how that could be a fact, but that's a fact. I mean, fine. I do want the record to show that I played with honor. And didn't change my well, because okay, it would be it would be changing my answer based off of the fact that like the ratios were different. Yeah, you yeah. know, right? Is what I'm saying. So it's just like if we're going to change them, we got to change them before we start doing the reveals. Otherwise, I could be like they could all be true, and I could have guessed true for the last one. I've been like, well, well obviously the last one's going to be false, so I'm going to change my answer. Have you seen the vow yet? No. First of all, you need to watch the vow. But also, part of Nixium and their cult-like beliefs, I have learned, is what we're calling here a limiting belief. You making up rules about when you can and cannot change your answer. <laughs> it's is called a honor. Belief. You are limiting yourself as a self-imposed thing. You need to break through those barriers if you're ever going to climb the ranks in our cult. Well. That was entertaining, if not successful, on my it part. Was. Yes, yes. Um, very entertaining. So, listeners, it looks like your girl Katie has failed again and got no, one out you didn't of five. fail. Um, Limited but, belief. Uh, I hope you played along at home. I hope you let us know how you did on Instagram. Um, you can contact us at One Times Pod on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, we're gonna get better about posting there. Um, yeah. Yeah, your hosts have uh, have had some life stuff going on lately, and uh, but you know what, everything's gonna be coming up Millhouse. We'll talk to you guys next week. I hope you guys had a happy Valentine's Day, even though this is gonna come out several weeks after Valentine's Day. Um, if you celebrate, if you don't, or you think it's a fake holiday, or you are um, single forever and gonna die alone like me, uh, that's fine. Get some get some candy that's on sale. Um, the next day. Reap the rewards.